Hello, my love. I'm so excited you're here today. Welcome to the Single Women's Society. If we've never met before, I am Kat. I am your host, your dating coach, and it's such a thrill and honor to be here with you. And I invite you to come on in to grab your drink of choice and come sit on down with me. I had another episode that I was going to release this week. And instead I, truth be told, internet went out yesterday. So like you, I'm sure that all of you have experienced this before where the internet goes out and it's like, you're numb. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) And so I planned on working on the episode yesterday, but since the internet was out, I'm like, oh, I'll just work on it today. And what I'm doing today is totally different than what I was going to talk about yesterday because of a call I had last night. And I think Part of my mission with this show is to be in the moment with all of you, meaning addressing the issues at hand of whatever comes my way, because I'm sure as I'm listening to these other women tell me about what's going on in their dating lives and what's going on in their personal lives and, and what we can do to help her go from point A to point, sometimes a point one, is that a thing? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Uh, that I thought I would talk about this with all of you today. Cause this show is, yes, I believe that talking to you about how to find love, where to find love, the best ways to find love, dating tips. I think all of that is really important. Obviously, I'm a dating coach. But there's more to it, as you all know. And I thought that I would open my heart a little bit to you today. I won't take up too much of your time. I don't think I always say that. And I always do. Uh, But I wanted to open up to you today about just talking about your state of mind before you date. And as maybe you are dating or you're afraid to date or just talking about where you're at now. Okay. So before we go into all of that, I have a couple announcements for you. First, are you part of my email list? Are you? If not, make sure to go to singlewomensociety.com and up at the top, it says, start here, click on there and join the email list because you'll be in the first to know about all of the amazing things that are happening in my world. I'm getting an office. I'm super excited so that I can finally start seeing people in real life again. I've been working on that. So if you're following me on Instagram, you know that I have been working really hard on this new office. Second, I have a big event planned. It's not even an event. It's an entertaining event. I'm just going to drop, I'm just going to drop a little hint. I'm just going to drop that little seed and you can plant it in your head so that Come beginning of next year, I'm super excited to bring this event to all of you, all of you, hopefully I'm hoping to allow women and men to watch it virtually. So stay tuned. I should have the final details nailed down over the next couple of weeks and I'll make sure and tell you all about it. I'm so, so, so excited. Okay. So that's coming soon. And then the last thing I want to tell you is that I have composed and put together a free PDF free that you can download. You can put next to your phone or you can put next to your computer as you are going through your matches on your online dating profile. 
here's the thing. We have this filter on our lives where it can be hard. It's emotional based, right? So you'll be going through these uh, matches and you're kind of torn. You're like, should I say yes? And should I say no? And if you're a client of mine, you know that I ask you to date mindfully. It's not just swiping endlessly. So I've composed a free PDF that, that has all of the red flags and green flags when you're looking at profiles. Now, if you don't know what a green flag is, that means go. That means these are the good things. These are the good, these are the good things you want to look for on profiles. And of course, you all know about the red flags. Those are all the bad things. You don't, you don't want, you do not want to swipe right on any of these profiles that have these red flags on them. So where do you get this PDF? Well, you just need to click down in the show notes. I will make sure and put it down there and you can click and opt in and you can get your free PDF emailed right to your inbox. Okay. Now on to today's topic. So I was talking to a potential client last night and we started talking about her mindset of where she's at now. She's ready. She, she's ready to start dating. She's been, she's taken a break because she's had a series of heartache and heartbreak these last couple of go arounds with, um, prospects. And she listens to this podcast. So I'm sure that she's like, is this me? Yes, it's you. And we were talking and she had said something And I want to just talk about my philosophy on what she said, because I think that this holds us back. This whole thing of getting in our own way, it's true. We do this through self-sabotage. We do this by low self-esteem. We do this in so many different ways by getting in our own way from preventing ourselves from finding love. It's the whole concept that you need to be fixed. It's that you're broken. And I've had women come to me who said, I feel like that I can't find someone or I'm not suitable for someone yet because I feel like there's all these areas of my life that have to be fixed. So I told her that no one there, you're not broken. And if you identify yourself as a broken human, should you be dating? No. Absolutely not. If you are identifying yourself as a broken individual, you should not be dating. You absolutely should be going to therapy and figuring out what self-talk is going on in that head and that heart of yours that's telling you that you're broken. I have a saying on my website. If you've been to my website at singlewomensociety.com, I have a saying at the bottom. It says no broken sparrows. And here's why I say that. If you identify yourself as broken, all you're going to attract into your life is broken. Meaning if you feel that there's all these things that are wrong with you and you are dating, you're going to seek out people who are going to either confirm that you're broken. So you're going to attract the narcissists, right? You're going to attract people who aren't emotionally available. You're going to attract people who are just not there for the ways that you truly need a partner to be. 
Because if we view ourselves as being broken, we are going to attract people who also view us as being broken because the saying goes, how you see yourself is what you're going, is how other people are going to see you, right? How you see yourself is how other people are going to see you. So if you're going around and you're saying that you need to be fixed and that you're broken, you are also going to attract people who are going to think that you need to be fixed and that you're broken. And the type of people that are attracted to people that are that way, who have this philosophy about themselves are not good partners. They are manipulators. They are the people that take advantage of you. They're the people that are going to step all over you. They are the people that are not seeking for love. They're not seeking love. These are the people that are looking to control and manipulate other people. So if you identify yourself as broken, you are not coachable. You're not. If you identify yourself as broken, you have to realize you have to go to therapy and realize, okay, these are the things that I need to address in my own life. So I know that I'm not broken and there's nothing to me that needs to be fixed. Here's what I told my client. I told her that it's not that you need to be fixed. It's that you just need to have self-awareness of these things that are about you that make you who you are. Having enough self-awareness of understanding what the triggers are, having a self enough self-awareness of knowing your love language, what kind of sabotage is in your life? What are, the, what are the tools and the keys that you need in order to enhance your life? Having that kind of awareness is, does not mean that you're broken. It means that you are eager to grow. It means you're eager to learn more about yourself. It means that you're eager to find love. When I, so I don't, if you've ever taken the attachment style test, which is something that I work with my clients, all my clients, Peacock Room, Panther Room, I want to know your attachment style because it just gives us a good baseline. And I haven't done an episode about attachment styles because I just don't know if I'm qualified, to be honest with you. I feel like attachment styles are something that it's good to know about, to really do a deep dive. I, again, I'm not a therapist and I know where my lines are, but I, I have my clients take the attachment style test for self-awareness. Again, not to tell her that she's broken, not to tell her that she needs to be fixed, but for her to go, oh my gosh, no wonder why I feel this way. Again, awareness. And when you have all these, all these tools that you know about yourself, and when you go into a relationship, you can understand more about you. And the more you can understand about yourself, the more you're able to express yourself and share yourself with someone else and tell them, Hey, you know, I act this way because, you know, I know that these are my things and these are, these are the things that I'm working on. If you feel that you have to be completely fixed to find love, if you feel that you have to completely love everything about yourself in order to find love, you're wrong. You're wrong. You have to love yourself enough 
you have to know yourself enough. You have to be happy enough in your life in order to welcome love in. Just enough. Just enough. You don't have to completely love everything about your life. And because I, I know that there's some dating coaches out there that say, um, you know, you have to be completely 100% loving your life. And that's when love will find you. I don't believe that you are. I, it, to me, it's, it's that you have to be happy enough. And when I found my partner, Brian, I was happy enough. Was I completely 100% happy? No, because I wanted to find love. Duh. I loved my life. I loved my life enough, but I wanted to find love. And I remember, so Brian and I met and when, when him and I met, I wasn't aware of what attachment styles were. And all I know is that I had because of my previous experiences, because of my past with my ex-husband, I knew that I had, there was security issues. Well, after I, I was, I'm aware now that I had an anxious attachment style. I didn't realize, you don't realize too, these things about yourself sometimes until you're in it. Right. And the mud is like up to your knees and you're like, what the hell is going on right now? Why am I feeling this way? What is going on in this relationship? What, why am I feeling, why am I feeling this way? And this is why as a coach, I tried to help you have enough self-awareness about where you're at in life, how you feel about love. What are your goals? What what is it that you're seeking? What is your attachment style? What ways of self-sabotage do you use so that you can recognize these things moving forward? And I, it was an, so I was, I started to date Brian and as, um, I was out one night and I was texting him and maybe some of you can, you'll see some of yourself in this. I was texting him and I said, I was texting him and I, we always had this routine where we would text each other. You know, when you start to, when you start to start seeing someone, you start developing a routine with them. And so we had this routine and it was really odd because I didn't hear from him. And this was like the very, very early stages of dating. I want to say we were already exclusive and I want to say it was probably month two, maybe month two. And I was texting him and he wasn't answering. And I was like, well, that's weird. And I needed, I, he had always, he had always answered the text in the past. And like, I need, and at that time I was like, I needed that. I needed that confirmation. I needed that. I needed that reassurance. And the evening goes on. I text him, no response. I call him, no response. And finally he calls me back and he had fallen asleep. And you want to talk about feeling like the biggest, <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm trying not to swear on this show, by the way, <laughs> but I felt like I felt so horrible. And he said to me, look, I'm not going anywhere. 
I am here with you. I am committed to you. Please just whatever concerns you have, you just need to push them aside. I'm here for you. And in that moment, I realized that looking back, I had an anxious attachment style. I needed that confirmation from my partner saying, it's going to be okay. Recognizing that this was something that we were going to have to work on together. Now, was I completely fixed and was a secure attachment style? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready for a relationship. No, I was not. I mean, you think you're a secure attachment style, but I clearly I wasn't, there was still some residue from my previous relationships. And it wasn't until I didn't realize it until I was dating Brian, until we had that sit down conversation where I was like, oh my gosh, this is still a thing. This is the thing. And because it goes back to my ex-husband who I wouldn't hear from for 48 hours. So this, this played a part into this relationship and it took someone like him to work with me on this together. And it's because I went into this relationship, not thinking that I was broken. I went into, I did not go into this relationship thinking I needed to be fixed. I went into this relationship knowing, yes, did I have horrible things that have happened to me in my past? Absolutely. Were there things that I had to address? Yeah. That's what I went to therapy for, but going into a relationship thinking that I needed to be fixed, or there was something about me that was broken was never a conversation I had with myself. It was moments like that, that I realized that there were still some things that needed to be mended. And they probably weren't going to mend until I found someone who was willing to help me work through that. I'm a firm believer in that. I believe that if you open your heart up to love and understand that there's nothing wrong with you and understand there's nothing about you that needs to be fixed and that you're not broken and you treat yourself that way and you talk to yourself like you're the badass that you are, love will find you. And if there are still some things in there that resurface and you've attracted a true partner because again, you're treating yourself the way that you deserve to be treated. Therefore, they're treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. And when these things happen and you have that amazing partner by your side to help you through it, it's amazing. So I wanted to just share with you today that you're not broken. You're, there's nothing about you that needs to be fixed. If anything, the only thing that you need to work on is how you talk to yourself, how you treat yourself. What are the words that you're speaking to describe yourself? That is what needs to be fixed, if anything is how you talk about you. You need to treat yourself the way that you need and want to be treated. You're going to attract those people who are going to treat you the way that you treat yourself. It's cliche, I know, but it's true. So I'm hair flipping now.
that's my two cents of the day. There is my heartfelt episode for you today because I just felt that I wanted to share that with you. And I, what I told her was be grateful for the opportunities and the experiences that you've been through. Cause I asked her and I'm asking, I'll ask you this. Would you change anything? Would you change anything about your past? Maybe, maybe you would. Me, I wouldn't. I was in a terrible, horrible, toxic marriage for way too long. But I tell you what, because of those experiences I had in that marriage, it has led me to hear into your ears and into your heart. Because of the experience that I gained all of those years and in between and leading up to Brian and dating Brian and working over a decade with women, I wouldn't change anything. I'm grateful and thankful that I've had these experiences. And she said she wouldn't change anything either. And I'm like, there's nothing that needs to be fixed. You're amazing just as you are. The only thing that needs to be fixed is your perception, right? All right. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here means a lot to me. Okay. So you know, the drill, if you're watching on YouTube, Hey, what's up, uh, please make sure to like subscribe, follow, and click the bell. So every time I upload a new episode that you are the first to know, if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify, hi, thanks for being here. And if you listen on iTunes, please make sure to rate and review because that's how other people find this wonderful show that we have. And also on Spotify, please make sure to subscribe. And if you're following me over on Facebook or Instagram, thank you. You're amazing. You can follow me over there at Kat Cantrell. You'll be the first to know about my office, uh, about this upcoming event that's coming, all of the juicy stuff that's coming. Please make sure and come follow me over on socials. Okay. Remember, love is there waiting for you. However, you have to allow it in. And the way that you allow it in is by how you treat yourself. All right. I'm leaving you with that note. All right. I will see you all next time. Bye.